Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, DJs, it is Tuesday, May 9th. The Lakers and the Heat are one step closer to their conference finals, and apparently Jim Ursay's Colts aren't the only team that's interested in a washed-up quarterback. I'm Mad Max. Joining me, the one and only Sex Panther. Panther, how's your Tuesday treating you so far? Um, Not bad. You know, I'm only a couple hours from home. Already made the stop at the casino to collect that free money. And uh, listen, the fading hockey at the end of the season was great and the hockey playoffs have been gold for me nba hasn't been bad either but man you know we've talked about this uh you know for the last couple of years but these travel days these mondays and thursdays in baseball they just kicked the shit out of me man i got i, I just been kicked in the dick feel like every monday and thursday yeah man uh travel days are so weird for, for a couple of reasons um not only because you're not sure of which players are going to play, which players aren't going to play. Typically, you, you players play most, the majority of the games, but if they're going to take a day off, it, it might be a travel day, especially if they've got the, the game the next day that they've got to you know uh, play as well. Sometimes those players take off. But also just where where's everyone's head at, right? You know, I mean, especially if you're on a road trip, or you're going home, you got fucking shit you got to deal with. We've talked about that before. You're, uh, you know, a home team. You're just staying put. So maybe you're a little bit more just like, I don't know, complacent. Like it just, it could work in so many different levels. But I think historically, if I've looked at my numbers, yeah, travels days have not been as strong as some of the other days. But the problem is like, it almost becomes like three out of the four, possibly four fucking days become travel days at some point in the season, right? I mean, Sundays become travel day. Mondays can be a travel day. Uh, you know, fucking Wednesdays and Thursdays can be travel days. It's like I'm relegated to betting on Tuesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays only, Panther. That's about it. I feel like that's about it. But hopefully today goes better. Hey, listen, you did the little pre-show talk. We're going to talk NBA. And I don't want to because we got to talk about the fucking Lakers, right? We do have to talk about the fucking Lakers because the Lakers are now one win away from making the Western Conference Finals. Uh, no one really saw that. They were a, barely a seventh seed. They were a play-in team that had to fucking win theirs and get the seventh seed. Took down Memphis, and now they're about to eliminate the uh, champions, right? The, the the defending champs are about to be bounced from the playoffs. Uh, Warriors were up for a good chunk of that game, and... It was in that fourth quarter that uh, the Lakers kind of just stormed back, took the lead, and won that one. So, yeah, commanding 3-1 lead. Not many teams uh, can win from a 3-1 deficit. Uh, if the Warriors know a thing or two about it, it is possible because they have beaten, <laughs> been beaten after being up 3-1 to LeBron James in the finals. So they know a thing or two about losing a 3-1 uh, series. 
But yeah, this seems like inevitability that the Lakers will knock out the Warriors. And I mean, man, it's 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 a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling. I mean, we've been talking about this Lakers team now for a few weeks now, and it's, it's man, when, when Anthony Davis is fucking right, when Anthony Davis is fucking healthy, yeah, it's no wonder. It's no wonder LeBron wanted to pair up with this fucking guy, right? I mean, it just it's been a a, a long time coming though. It's been what two years, maybe three years since Anthony Davis has been fully healthy, right? I mean, it's it's been a while since he's been right, and now he looks unstoppable. But uh, if we've learned anything about Anthony Davis, all it does is take one tweak of a knee, one 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 fall to the back, one one you know something to get Anthony Davis out of that fucking lineup uh, for an extended period of time. But as it stands right now, Lakers are looking kind of like the team to beat in the West right now. Uh, I mean, they look good, and everything you said about Anthony Davis is correct. When he's on the floor, uh, he's damn near unstoppable. He passes the ball well. He's a deep – I mean, this guy – I don't know if you remember, maybe four or five years ago, six years ago, Boogie Cousins was a defensive nightmare. Steals, blocks, rebounds, he did it all. That's Anthony Davis. He does it all when he's on the floor – the problem is, like you said, he's not always on the floor. Even though the Lakers are up three games to one, they're one sprained ankle, bad fall down or something away from losing this series. Because I think if Anthony Davis were to get hurt, they could be in a lot of trouble. So that was that was what? That was game four. So game five, that shifts back to – does it go 1-1-1? One, one, one? Yeah, back to one, 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 yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's Golden State's opportunity to try to avoid being a, a, a gentleman's sweep, but I don't know, man. It it seems, you know, we, we called it yesterday because I th- we did hit on, hit. Um, well, you did. I didn't bet that game, but you did hit because I think it was three and a half or four and a half maybe you, you were getting. We knew they weren't going to be humiliated. I, I, I you know. I, did, I didn't know if they could win that one, but we knew that they were going to bounce back and not be humiliated. And that's the fucking fact is that, you know, they looked good, and but they didn't look great. The Warriors didn't look like the team from last season that won the title. And that's kind of been a narrative all year, especially on the road. I mean, the, the road woes just continue to fucking follow this team. But just in general, they don't have that edge. They don't have that killer instinct. Like last year, it felt like they were playing with a chip on their shoulder, playing to prove that they weren't old. And now they're like... Yeah, maybe we just are old. <laughs> you know, they I still think... want to they still want to win, but it's just like they don't it doesn't seem like they want it as much as they did last year. I and I think that's the that's just it. We watched the Golden State Warriors get old right before our eyes. And as much as they might have taken games off during the regular season and tried to manage the you know workload for Clay and Steph and Draymond. It, it doesn't matter at this point. They just look old. And the other thing is this Laker team, you know, we talk about LeBron James and we talk about Anthony Davis all the time, but what's really shown is Austin Reeves. And then last night it was Lonnie Walker. I think people forget that they got Lonnie Walker at the trade deadline came over from the San Antonio Spurs. The dude had 15 points and they were all, in the fourth quarter, Lonnie Walker's the one that took over that game and put the Lakers on his shoulders. And that just goes to show you that this Laker team isn't just the two stars in Anthony Davis and LeBron James. They are a deeper team and a better team because of the talent that they have around them. 
Now, here's here's the irony of it all, right? I mean, they became one of the deeper teams at the trade deadline. They were able to, to flip two of the players um, that, that weren't quite working out, right? Patrick Beverly went to the Bulls, and then um, Russell, Russell Westbrook got traded to Utah and inevitably ended up on the Clippers. But yeah, they traded those guys, and they, they man, they managed to bring in so many. Uh, uh, who's the other guy? Hushamana, whatever, uh, from, uh, he's, he, I think he got them. Oh, from, yeah. Yeah, they got him. Uh, they, they got D, uh, you know uh, D'Lo. I mean, they got they got so many fucking players to make this team a threat, and it, it all worked out. And now they are at the cusp of the Western Conference Finals. On the other side, talk about a team that w- wants it more. And you can even ask Julius Randle. Well, he was asked in in you know, the post game interviews uh, why the Miami Heat are up three one in the series, and and Julius Randle says maybe they just want it more. Uh, bad look, Randall. Sorry, bad look, Julius. Not a good answer. Uh, if you talk to your PR person, they'll tell you the correct way to fucking answer that question. You don't say that maybe they want it more. But the truth is, they do want it more. And Jimmy Butler wants it more. And Jimmy Butler wants his last fucking hurrah. And he's he's he looks amazing out there. And the Knicks are fucked. And all the fucking goodwill we had about the Knicks against the Cavs is out the fucking window right now. They look way overmatched by the fucking Heat. They do look, do look overmatched, and it comes back to what I had said originally, is they have to win at home. That home loss is probably going to doom them, because even if they come back to New York, the next game's in New York, and they're able to win that game, they're going to go back to Miami, and they've been, you know, dare I say, Golden State-esque when it comes to their road woes. They just have not been very good on the road. But, the way you know, throwing your own team under the bus – and that's effectively what he did. It might be true, but it reads they want it more than like it just sounds like he's throwing his own team under the bus. That doesn't bode well for the locker room. They've got a lot of work to do. And I gotta be honest, I did not see this coming. I, I felt like Miami was a deeper team, but much like Golden State, they were an older team, and I didn't think they had this in them. I am absolutely stunned by how good this Miami Heat team is playing. Now, the one concern I have for this Miami Heat team, of course, Tyler Harrow injured, right? But it's Kevin Love that has stepped in and, and really brought some uh, veteran presence, some some key shooting, and some you know, really critical minutes into this team. And it's him and Kyle Lowry that have really fucking buoyed this team. And to me, that's a dangerous fucking statement because those guys are old. <laughs> those guys can be <laughs> injured. Those guys can be a little off their game at times. So... Kind of like a house of cards with with those guys, but right now that house looks fucking beautiful. It's a fucking mansion made out of cards right now because these guys are fucking playing above their heads and really helping to push this Miami Heat team. But it does come down to the big two, right? I mean, and it's always been the big two in, in Miami. And trying to find, like, pieces around it. Like, they brought in Oladipo. That never really worked out. And, he, of course, he's gone for the fucking season. Uh, they, they've never really found that third piece to, to really anchor that team. But... Right now, it just seems like all the role players are just, you know, surrounding Jimmy and, and allowing him to do his fucking thing. Um, dangerous, dangerous fucking team. And whoever gets out of the East on, on the other side with the Celtics and the and the Sixers, we'll talk about that game. Uh, the be game five later on tonight. We'll talk about that one uh, you know, after the break. Um, it's not going to be easy. 
It's not going to be easy, and and both these teams have histories with the Heat. Of course, we know the Celtics and the Heat have a history. We know Jimmy Butler used to play for the fucking 76ers. <laughs> now uh, his replacement is is uh, Jimmy James Harden over there, so should be interesting over there. Okay, last story before the break. Uh, you know, I sent this to you yesterday, but it was kind of like a it was a nothing burger of a story at the moment. But now it has turned into maybe something to look out for, and that is one. NFL owner Jim Ursay, owner of the owner of the Colts, kind of joked about this in the tease for the opening of the show. That uh, yeah, apparently, at least the Washington Commanders reached out to Andrew Luck to assess his thoughts about coming back to football and playing for uh, the the Commanders. And Ursay was not too happy about that and said that there will be fines and sanctions and all these fucking things if you try to talk to you know Andrew Luck because again, Andrew Luck retired. But his rights still belong to the Colts, even though the contract is technically expired. I think it expired this year. He's, you know, he retired in 2019. They still have the rights to Andrew Luck. So my question here is this, and this is it's not going to happen because Andrew Luck is perfectly fucking happy being retired. Could he be a difference maker in this league if he came back? No. One, retired. He's made no indication whatsoever that he wants to play football again. Two, he hasn't thrown a football competitively since 2018. We're going on five years ago. I mean, shit, we're, on, we're in Colin Kaepernick status is how long it's been since he's thrown a ball. Uh, I, it tells you how desperate Washington is to find a fix at quarterback that they would reach out to Andrew Luck. But no, I don't think at 33 years old, Andrew Luck would be a difference maker, and particularly on the Washington Commanders. But they could be knee-deep in trouble. Say, sweep this under the rug. He's a little salty about it. He's probably drunk when he's salty. And uh, he, he might go after a draft pick or two or see what happens. But I don't think this just gets buried. Jim Ursay uh, wants a drop of blood from Washington, and I don't think he's going to let it die. Yeah, it's, it's like Dan Snyder's parting gift to the fucking new owner. By the way, we're going to lose you a fucking first draft pick. You know, we were talking about that during the draft. Remember, there was uh, only, what, 31 uh, picks in the first round. It's because the it was the Dolphins. They they lost their first round pick because the whole fucking uh, Tom Brady shenanigans Tom Brady and the fucking yeah. Yeah, the tampering and stuff like that. So maybe here you go. The Washington Commanders might lose a fucking draft pick for alleged tampering. I, yeah, listen, I, I, where there's smoke, there's fire. I guarantee it's it's more than just Washington has, has reached out to someone that knows Andrew Luck or a fucking agent or something. Like, I mean, of course people are going to fucking try to talk to Andrew Luck. Now, to the question of will would he be an effective quarterback, I tend to agree with you. I'd say no. Granted, the bar is quite fucking low in this league. You know, you look at the fucking Zach Wilson started games last year. Uh, Joe Flacco started games last year. You know, bar's pretty fucking low. Could this guy be, a, you know, someone that wins you a championship? Probably not. I don't even think he could have been a guy that won you a championship when he was fully healthy. I'll throw that out there. I do not think that Andrew Luck was a great quarterback. He's very good. A very good quarterback. I don't think he was. He wasn't fucking Peyton Manning. Right? I, it wasn't. He wasn't fucking Tom Brady. He wasn't fucking Patrick Mahomes. He's not even fucking Joe Burrow. Go back, go back and look. Go back and watch the fucking tape. Go, go back and look at the statistics. Luck was a very good quarterback, not a great quarterback. So for him to come back now after all this time and expecting to win you a fucking championship. By the way, Washington, you, you're far from winning a championship. You're fucking far from that. Um, I don't think he could be a difference maker in this league, even if. Uh, he came back and he was healthy and, and right-minded because I don't think he was a difference maker necessarily when he was healthy in this league.
you know, in Andrew Luck's defense, none of those teams, the Colts were never none of those teams. They weren't the Joe Burrow Bengals. They're definitely not the Chiefs. They're not the Chargers. They're not the Buffalo Bills. I, I, I give you this. Uh, he went to Stanford. He's a California guy. If Andrew Luck was on the San Francisco 49ers this year, you telling me that's not a step up? That's not an upgrade? Does he make a difference for Washington? Hell no. Not a chance. Would he make a difference for San Francisco? I think he does. I think he does. Quite possible. Quite possible. Uh, before the break, Will letting us know that Pat McAfee had said that uh, Jim Irsay apparently gave Luck the rest of his contract money, which is uh, definitely a lot, uh, in hopes that after a season or so, he'd be, he'd be come back and, and you know he'd be, he'd be better. And he didn't, so that's why Ursa's kind of pissed off. He gave this money, and Luck ran with it. Good on Luck. Appreciate what you did to uh, fuck over Jim Ursa because he seems like a piece of shit. By the way, with Dan <laughs> Snyder out of the league, do, I'm saying it here first. You heard it here first. I'm nominating Jim Ursa as the biggest piece of shit owner in the NFL. He is now going to take over the crown from one Dan Snyder after he sells the fucking team. Let's take a quick break. Commercial break right here after that. We're going to talk NBA, NHL playoffs, and then some Major League Baseball. Hope we get back on track on this Tuesday. Hang tight. And we are back, Panther. It's going to be a, it's going to be a rough night in the Mortlock household, that's for sure. Come on, uh, Boston, Boston Celtics. Game five. After fucking losing... That last one, which they shouldn't have lost. After losing game one, which they shouldn't have lost. This series should be over, Panther, but no, it's going to go fucking seven just to torture me. I got to hope that the Celtics win this one because if the Celtics lose this one, ugh, not going to be good. Panther, where are you at in this one? The Celtics aren't. Hey, listen, the Celtics probably should have swept this thing, but the only team beating the Celtics is not the 76ers. It is the Boston Celtics. They get in their own damn way. When they play their best, when they put their foot on the opponent's throat, it's over. And when they lose, that's usually when they come back and put their foot on the opponent's throat. They're at home in front of that, you know, high caliber, very nice, cordial, you know, not Philadelphia type crowd at all. Uh, you know, the Boston fans, they'll just be there and be quiet. They'll be nice and cordial to the sick. No, they won't. It's going to be a hostile environment. The Celtics are going to step on their throat. And I think that's why this line is seven and a half. I hate eating it, but I think Boston covers it. Give me the Celtics minus the seven and a half, 10 bucks. You know, you and I bit the Miami Heat yesterday. It's a winning cover. We're aligned on that one. It worked out well for us. I'm hoping it works out well for us again today for my sake and sanity. I'm going to rip the bandaid off. $10 bet on Boston. I, I agree. I, Boston has been the better fucking team this entire series. Um, uh, you know, I think that they're going to change their game plan a little bit. I think, you know, I honestly think that Joe Embiid is going to have an even bigger game in the series than he's had all fucking series. And he's had some big games, mostly because I don't think that they're going to start doubling up on him anymore. I think they're going to let Embiid have his and try to shut down James Harden because it's been James Harden that's been the fucking killer. <laughs> yeah. When James Harden's had the, the, the two good games, they've lost. So I think uh, defensively, Missoula makes a couple of strategic uh, changes and, and shuts down uh, Harden in this one. Celtics win. Celtics cover. $10 bet on Boston. Which brings us to game number two. Jokic not suspended, thank God. <laughs> but did you see what happened on the Phoenix side, Panther? No one saw that coming. No one saw this coming, Panther. 
the Chris beacon, the beacon of health. Chris Paul is out for this game. <laughs> ah, shocker. Got, got five and a half. Five and a half is the line that I see. Uh, you know, th- th- so far, this has been the tale of two home teams. Denver went, went up 2-0 at home. Phoenix went up 2-0 at home or 2-2 at home. But listen, I think two factors. One, the Chris Paul factor. Phoenix is not near as good of a team without their floor general. And two, you done pissed off the Joker. I, I don't think that whole ordeal with the Phoenix owner just gets swept under the rug. I think Jokic is mad, and I think he wants that Nugget team at home to go out there and beat the shit out of these Phoenix Suns, and I think that's exactly what they do. Five and a half, not near enough. Give me the Nuggets for 10 bucks. I'm with you that I think the Nuggets win. It's just the, the line was a little bit too much for me, just a tad bit. Like at the four, I'm probably on Denver. Five and a half. It just it it made me a little pause. And this is after eating fucking seven and a half from the goddamn Celtics here. I'll give you more support on the win, but I'm gonna lean Phoenix getting those points. Even without Chris Paul, I think Devin Booker is having a goddamn amazing playoffs run right now. And it, it, as much as that there's no answer for Jokic from Phoenix, there's been no answer in stopping Devin Booker. And this is a guy that can put up 65 points tonight and maybe Durant puts up like 30 and that's, that's, you know, 95 of their points right there. <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to lean Phoenix with the points there over to the ice where Panther, listen, there was one game yesterday. We're on opposite sides. And once again, I was on the wrong side. Your Vegas Golden Knights absolutely kicked the fucking shit out of the Oilers. Now, I was I was kind of fucking patting myself on the back after a while, like, ha, 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 starting goalie for Golden Knights, out. I'm going to win this one. No. No, not even fucking close. Not even fucking close. So what, what magical picks does the guru have for us today in the uh, NHL? That was the rosy spot we were waiting for. Uh, yep. All right. NHL playoffs. Let's start off. Carolina Hurricanes at my New Jersey Devils. Devils, of course, bounced back in that last game, fucking eight to four, beat the shit out of Carolina after getting dominated. Uh, story for the fucking Devils. All playoffs have been goalie issues, goalie concerns. They keep mixing up, fucking changing goalies out. I mean, I thought that they were, you know had a fragile foundation at goalie going into the season. They got some really fucking surprising goalie play throughout the year. And that's why they had such an amazing season, but I always had concerns about it. And now you're starting to see those cracks. Now they're finding themselves at home, a big fucking favorite minus minus one fifty-two. I don't know. Maybe the devils win this one, but that's too much chalk for me. I'm going to lean the Carolina hurricanes with that plus line Panther. Where are you at in that one? Uh, I mean, I think it might be getting worse for me to take the Hurricanes here, so I'm going to put 10 bucks on Carolina. You get to plus 132. That's the best I can get you there. So Devils minus 150, Carolina plus 132. Yeah, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean the Hurricanes. I can't, I can't fucking bet against my Devils. Fucking sucks. Second game on the board, you have the Dallas Stars on the road against the Seattle Kraken. Of course, Kraken, fucking amazing road team. We absolutely know that at home. Right? Dallas Stars looking to avoid... Being bounced, this would be it for them, right? This the, the fucking cracking up three one in this series. No one fucking saw that coming, right? No, no one, no one really fucking saw the cracking. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe last year, if you ask me. No, it's two one, two one, right? So uh, Dallas would go down three one if if Sal uh, uh, cracking win this one. 
Uh, I'm going to bet Dallas in this one. I think they they even this series up. This could be a seven-game series. I love the Kraken. Honestly, Dallas fucking being bounced like bitches. Um, yeah, $10 bet on the Stars. You know, I think one of the things that we did talk about, we focused on good Seattle's been on the road, but their recency at home, I mean, they beat um, Denver or the Colorado Avalanche at home, and now they've already beaten Dallas once at home. They're not as bad at home as I think we paint that picture, Seattle might be the Western version of the Florida Panthers. This is a team that just seems to be clicking, and I'm getting a plus line at home. All the values on the crane. I'm putting my 10 bucks on Seattle. All right. Yeah, you in a good spot to take over for baseball, or should I get started? I, I should be good. I'm coming out of some damn trees. T-Mobile doesn't like trees, apparently. Uh, let's start in Tampa Bay at Baltimore. I'm going to double dip. I hit the... The Rays were the only damn game I won yesterday. I probably should have run-lined them. Uh, again, I'm not going to run-line them because the line isn't all that bad. Zach Eflin going against Grayson Rodriguez. Rodriguez is probably the ace of Baltimore's future. But against this Rays team, uh, listen, it's just it's just not going to matter. Eflin, Tampa Bay, minus 125. That's just too much value. Give me 10 bucks on the Rays. I'm going to lean Tampa with you here. Minus, yeah, minus 122 is the best I can get you there. It's uh, dropping down to minus 130 in a lot of books, but yeah, I get you minus 122. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to lean Tampa Bay with you. All right, we're going to go into another game that I bet yesterday, and this is just because I'm pissed. I, at some point, I'm going to give up on the White Sox, and this might be the game. You already lost to Kansas City once yesterday. Again, not showing up. It's Zach fucking Grinky. You can't hit Grinky. Well, maybe you can hit Jordan Lyles. The White Sox are either going to eventually show up or I'm just going to put them in the shithouse with Oakland and Detroit and Kansas City because they're just playing like absolute ass. I've got to eat some chalk here. I've got it in my mind. The White Sox are the better team. But damn it, if they're not playing like it. This is it. This is it, White Sox. Last chance. $10 on the White Sox. I don't think I can definitively say that the White Sox are the better team. Uh, from what I've seen this season, I, I think that these teams are rather actually close. Um, I'm going to lean Chicago with you, though. Some moral support. I do think they get the win today, but minus 142 was, was for this Chicago White Sox team, way out of my fucking threshold. Maybe if they were getting a plus line. <laughs> uh, maybe I would bet them. But no, i lean on Chicago. All right, next game up, we got ourselves a doozy of a pitching matchup. Houston is in L.A. Framber Valdez against Shohei Otani. Listen, as much as I love Houston and their pitching, I don't know that there's going to be a situation where I basically ever bet Otani, especially at home. And I don't have to eat like a minus two fifth, but I've got to go with the Angels. Give me 10 bucks on the Angels. I'm going to lean Houston in this one. I agree with you. It's hard to fade Otani with what he's doing and whenever he's out on the mound. Um, but that plus line, though, Astro is tempting. Tempting, tempting, tempting. I just can't do it. I'll lean on Houston. All right, last game up for me. I hope I'm not a day late and a dollar short. Pretty sure you hit on this game yesterday. It's the Texas Rangers at Seattle. Somehow, someway, Texas keeps getting a very juicy plus line. They've got Seattle as overwhelming favorites. And I get it, Kirby, fine pitcher. But Andrew Haney is a fine pitcher on his own right. And Texas, I think their bats are just hitting better than the Minesweepers. At plus 145, there's no way I can turn that down. Give me the Rangers for 10 bucks. Plus 152. Oh, shit. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hit on this one yesterday. I'm not going to double dip. I'm going to bail out because something seems fucking off. It seems like maybe that's the fucking Vegas rope-a-dope here. So I'm going to lean Texas with you, but I'll take my money on that series and run. I'm, I'm good. You're good. Tap it out. <laughs> all now. right, that's all I got. Got two games on the board for us today. Let's talk Toronto at Philadelphia. This Philadelphia team, one of the most disappointing fucking teams in the league this year after making the World Series last year. Uh, not looking good. They did get their boy Bryce Harper back, and now they're at home against the Blue Jays team. Blue Jays team playing pretty good baseball. I hate eating chalk on the Phillies, but my fucking spreadsheet says to do so. Fucking A. Minus 132. $10 bet on the Phillies. Uh, good pitching matchup. Alec Manoa against Aaron Nola. Um, but yeah, both these teams, I mean, I know we're singling out the Phillies, but both these teams just not doing what we expected them to do. Um, it's especially the Phillies. I focus on a guy like Kyle Schwarber. He's on my fantasy team. Dude, he can't even hit the Mendoza line. He's batting like 182. He's been absolutely horrible. The sticks have been horrible overall for the Phillies. I like them a little bit better at home, but not enough to bet them. I'm going to lean the Blue Jays with that mild plus line. All right. Uh, here's a weird one, too, in my last game that I'm betting today. Uh, looking at the Padres at the Twins, a terrible pitching matchup with Waka versus Varland out there. Uh, I think their combined ERAs is, is like 12 or some shit like that. It's not going to be pretty. I just like Minnesota at home to fucking get it done. Uh, so San Diego, uneven team. They, they got a, a winning record on the road, but still just such an uneven team. I think Minnesota at home gets it done. Only minus 120 for me. So $10 bet on the Twins. Yeah, a great opportunity for both offenses to shine because this is a pitching matchup that looks like an absolute shit show. I focus on pitch. I'm a very pitching eccentric guy when it comes to which way I bet, and I don't like either one of these pitchers. I will probably lean Minnesota just because they're at home and San Diego hasn't been a very good road team. So I will give you all the moral support that I can. All right, let's slap together this DJ parlay. I guess we got the Boston Celtics in there as our mutual agreed pick. It worked well in the NBA yesterday for us. Let's see if we can do it again. Uh, yeah, I'm going to throw in those Minnesota Twins. Minnesota yeah, minus the 120. That'll be my pick. And then what will be your pick for this parlay? Um, you know, I don't want to jinx my hockey by betting it, so I'll probably just leave that alone. I'll see if I can inflate this number a little bit, and we'll try and hit those Texas Rangers. For the second day in a row. All right. That'll be your DJ parlay for today. Tuesday, May 9th. Panther, take us home. You guys know the deal. We're hanging out on Facebook. We're on Twitter, which according to Elon Musk, you better keep your Twitter active or they're just going to start deleting you. I think you had to be like three or four years or something inactive. But uh, get in there. More importantly, get in here in the asylum on the Discord. Shoot the shit with us. Call us out by name. We'll call you right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're going to do today, when it's all said and done, kids. It's all make some money, fools. This show is sports entertainment. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only. And any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. In short, don't be stupid. Gamble responsibly. We will not be held responsible. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... 
Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.